Hi. That's gross. You touched my sweat towel. Get some Purell. You'll be fine. Good morning. Oh, I love East Point. This is, I was here a little bit ago, like a, a couple months ago. I don't know if you remember. So you asked me back on a second date. It, it makes a boy feel pretty. Uh, I, I'm just so glad. I love East Point. I think you guys are just so wonderful. I love Kurt and Pastor Teresa and, and Jim and James Gerber. It, who doesn't love Gerber? Everybody loves James Gerber. My goodness. And I love you guys. I'm just so grateful to be a part of uh, what's going on here at East Point Church. It's so exciting to hear the things that are happening with Followers Church and how you're getting to, to give birth to this incredible church. And, and it's just, it's encouraging, it's exciting uh, to be here. And I'm looking forward to sharing God's word. Now, I will tell you this. I had this message kind of planned out that I knew uh, works well, that I thought this will be great, we'll share it. And I felt like last week that God was saying, I think I might want you to share this. And I was like, ooh, fresh bread. And then I was like, I should ask Kurt. And I called Kurt and I was like, hey, man, normally I'd try to bring something that I've maybe preached and I know it'll work, but I feel like maybe this is the direction I wanna go. And he just said, do it, listen to the Lord. So anyway, while I'm telling you that, so I can say good luck to all of you, but we're gonna dive into God's word. And if you have a Bible, I hope you do, open up to Hebrews chapter 13. That's where we're gonna be today, Hebrews 13 at verse seven. If you don't have a Bible, that's gonna be okay for today because it's gonna be on the screens. It's on every digital device near you. It's on telephones. Uh, it's on fax machines and emails. There, the, there's nowhere the Bible isn't. We have just radio waves of the Bible going through our bodies right now. We are immersed in God's word without even trying. But Hebrews chapter 13 at verse seven is where we're gonna start. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. And God, I pray as we look at this, uh, this teaching that's generations old, God, that you would be speaking it fresh to us right now. As we read these words, God, would you make it like you're teaching it to us through the power of your Holy Spirit, God? I'm asking you to do that, that we would have you revealed to who we are. God, I, I, don't, I don't wanna just leave here knowing more about you. Would you help us to leave here knowing you more? I ask that you would do that in Jesus' name. And I also wanna pray, God, for anybody here who would need a breakthrough today, for anyone here who needs an experience and a reminder of your power and your love for their life, God, I pray that you would provide that in a way that only you can. We trust you to do this. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. And Lord, if you wanted to make it warmer outside, he's not going to. Never mind, forget that last part, Jesus, amen. Happy Thanksgiving to you all next week. I hope you're looking forward to that. It's gonna be a fun time. I don't know what you guys eat, but at my house we eat turkey. Um, it's a funny little tradition we have. So we're looking at Hebrews 13, and uh, if there's one thing I'm, I'm good at, it's uh, remembering to forget. I am great at remembering to forget. Uh, my, my wife, just yesterday, I was out running some errands and she said, hey, on your way home, would you be willing to stop by my mom's house to pick something up that I forgot there? 
And I said, yes, but I said, just so you know, by the time I'm heading back home, I'm gonna forget that you had asked me this. And I'm gonna walk into the door and I'm gonna see your face and that moment is when I'm gonna remember, oh, I was supposed to do something else. And she goes, I know. I got home after my errands, walked up, saw her face and I said, oh, I forgot to go do that thing. And then immediately after remembering, I forgot again. And as far as I know, that thing is still at my mother-in-law's house because I am good at remembering to forget. I forget all kinds of stuff. But you know what's really fun to remember? The good old days. Somebody else like remembering the good old days? Sitting around with friends with whom you have some history and just talking about the good old days. We love to remember that stuff. I'm from a, a town called Ephrata, Washington. And uh, it's a small little town. And when I go home for the holidays this weekend, and all my brothers are there, we're just gonna have the time of our lives remembering the good old days, like just laughing about things that we did, and maybe if my parents are lucky, we'll tell them some of it. As Christians, there are things that I think we've become good at remembering to forget sometimes. And I always wanna be someone, I, I want the Lord to help me in being someone who's sensitive to remember. Throughout scripture, throughout the story of of God and, and humanity, we see reminders to remember. If you read through the Old Testament, there are just stories where God says, hey, would you build something here so that you won't forget my faithfulness in this moment? Would you just remember what I've done? And he constantly asks his people to remember him. Jesus, on the last night before he'd be crucified, he's having the last supper with his friends, with his disciples. And he grabs the bread and he takes the wine and he says, this is my body broken for you. This is my blood spilled out for you. Every time you eat or drink, do this, what? In remembrance of me, remember. As we look at what we're seeing here in Hebrews, this is a story of the Hebrews. This is Hebrew Christians, people who were Jews, followers of God, who had accepted Jesus as their Messiah, as their Savior. And this is a letter the author of Hebrews would write to the Hebrew Christians. Now, at this point, when this letter is written, uh, Jesus has, has come, he's been crucified, he's resurrected, and he's ascended to heaven, and now his church has happened. The Holy Spirit's come at Pentecost, and the followers are, are the church is growing. This is what's happened. But persecution comes, people are spread, but still God's using that to spread his church. And now, as time has passed on, some of those early believers... The apostles, those who had walked with Jesus, his disciples are, have been martyred and killed, have died. Some of the early Christ followers, the planters of the churches, the leaders in the churches have died. And people are being tempted away from the church. They're forgetting about the incredible power of resurrection and they're, they're being torn this way or that way away from that. And so the author of Hebrews writes this letter to the Hebrew Christians to remind them not to go back to the way things were. Whatever it is you're tempted to go back to, the author would say, Jesus is better. Whatever fulfillment you think you're getting from the comfort of the past, you need to know that the fulfillment is in Jesus and it's better. So the whole letter is to remind them that Jesus is better, that it's worth it. And one of the things here that we see as a reminder in verse seven is this, remember your leaders. If you like to take notes, there's a section on the handout there for notes. And it's just a blank thing, just 
just blank. I think it says my name and then it's just blank. And I want to just, you know what? You explore that whole page. You do whatever you, you like to draw pictures. I say draw pictures. You like to write in a code language. I say do that. Whatever you want to take notes to help you remember, you are welcome to do that. Now, you don't have to take notes. That's not a requirement. If you don't, you can't get into heaven. But that's, that's your thing. That's your choice. I'm just kidding. That's not true. You actually just get in five minutes later than everybody else. But if you are taking notes, I'll, here's something you can write down if you want. The first point I'm going to be looking at is to remember your leaders. In this scenario with what's going on in the church, in this scenario of what's happening with the Hebrew Christians, they're being tempted to go back to uh, the way that they used to follow God. They're being tempted to go back to uh, the, the Jewish way of things instead of the Christian way of things, which they've been called into. So the Hebrew author is making a case to stay with Jesus, that in everything that they think they're going back to, in fact, the real fulfillment is in Christ. And so he says, in this, take, for example, your leaders, the ones who have gone before you. Remember their lives. Remember what they taught you. And this is what we're gonna look at for point A, under remember your leaders. Because he says it right away, which remember your leaders as a point was really easy because it's just the verse exactly. Remember your leaders. I try to keep things simple. Really for me more than you. This is A, remember their words. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Do you remember who it was who was willing to step out in faith and to share the good news of Jesus with you? Do you remember who it was who God used to introduce you to him? Now, for me, I was, I was blessed in my life and because I needed it. Everywhere I turned, there was some Christian somewhere wanting to tell me about who Jesus was. I mean, God decided to put me like smack dab in the middle of a pastor's household where I was gonna learn about Jesus every day of my life. I was gonna be surrounded by church members who actually cared what I was doing. One time I went to buy a pocket knife when I was in the fifth grade from my True Value hardware store in Efredo, Washington, and the guy called my dad to find out if it was okay, and I was like, pfft. Everywhere I went, someone knew who I was. They were gonna make sure that I knew who Jesus was. I was surrounded by people who were willing to speak the word of God over my life. So he says, remember those leaders. Remember the ones who took the time. You Hebrew Christians, remember what it cost for those people who went before you to be bold enough to speak the truth to you. Remember those leaders. So he says, remember what they say, and not just what their ideas were. Don't just remember their thoughts. Don't just remember their great tweetable moments. He's saying, that's not the things that they said that matter. What I want you to remember is the things that they spoke to you out of what? The word of God. Remember the truth that they spoke to you. Remember the word of God. I love being here in a church that loves to talk about the word of God. I told you, the Bible is everywhere. I love it. We live in such a time in history where the Bible can be anywhere. We can have the best teachings on the Bible anywhere. They're in our pocket at all times on our phones. She says, remember those teachers, though, who are willing to teach you the word of God. And then what? Oh, I was gonna say this, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. I love this, because this is the apostle Paul. And Paul would say to a young uh, church planter, a young pastor, Timothy, pastor in Ephesus, he would tell him this. He would say, the things I, that you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. 
The things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, I want you then to entrust those to other people who will then be qualified to teach you. Other people. You see that, the, 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 the way the word of God just gets passed on? What I've said to you, I want you to say to others who then can tell other people, right? There's this chain, and I'm so grateful to be a part, a link in a chain of the people that have gone before me that I could know the word of God. And we get to be there. He says, remember those people, those people that passed it on to you. But I can hear an echo of something else that says, remember, you also are those people. Who is it that taught you the word of God? And also, who is it with whom you are sharing the word of God? This is uh, point B. Consider their behaviors. He says, remember the leaders who spoke the word of God to you and then consider the outcome of what? Their way of life. The way they lived their lives. It's not just about what they said, but it's about how they lived. How many people have ever met someone who talks one way but acts a different way? How many people have ever been someone who talked this one way and lived a different way, right? This happens at times. But there's something that happens when someone's speaking something to you that they're also willing to live out in their own life, right? That truth seems to have a foundation to it. Are there people in your life who you don't just wanna know what they know? There's people that you hang around, you don't wanna just know what they know, but you wanna live like they live. Do you have anyone in your life like that? I do, My, James and I were talking about a guy that mutually discipled us. And we were talking about this idea that being around him is great. You, you get to know a lot of great things, but more than anything, when you leave being with this guy, you just wanna be like this guy more. We get to remember the leaders that went before us that didn't just tell us how to live, but they showed us how to live. We considered their way of life. So who was it in your life that modeled a life of someone following Christ? Who was it that modeled what it means to be a Christian? And then also, you are that person. To whom are you showing this Christ-like love that's been shown to you? Is your life the kind of life that shows people that you are saved, that you are redeemed, that you are living spirit-filled? I want that to be true of me. It wasn't just words, but it was actions. I've heard it said before that you can teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. You teach what you know, but you're gonna reproduce who you are. And if you don't believe me, look at your kids. They're just little yous running around. Or if you don't believe me, look at your parents and then look at yourself. Doing that thing that you told yourself you would never do, and now you do it every day, just like your dad. Or stand up in front of a group of people who have heard your dad preach and preach in front of them as I get to do sometimes, and have them go, you're just like your dad. And I just go, thank you. <laughs> you can teach what you know, but you're gonna reproduce who you are. If words are, are ideas that are clothed in language, then actions are gonna be words that are clothed in your belief. You can talk about your ideas, but your ideas your actions are gonna be those ideas when they're clothed in your actual belief. When your behavior is driven by your belief. It wasn't just words that were being lived out, it wasn't the words of the leaders, it was the words of God that were being lived out. People that were willing to live the words of God. James chapter one, verse 22. 
It says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Don't just hear it, but live it. By just hearing it and saying, yes, I believe that, you're actually deceiving yourself. But the signs that you're hearing it and being changed by it are that you will do what it says. Colossians 3.17 says, whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, what you do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. In the way we speak and in the way we live, we say something about the God we serve. And remember those leaders who are willing to do that. I want you to take out your phone, if you will. If it's already out and you're checking scores, I get it. I gave you permission. This isn't a trick. There are no cameras. The ushers aren't going to come poke you with a stick or something. You can grab your phone. Take your phone out. Because just as this is talking as a reminder to the Hebrew Christians to remember the people that went before them, to remember those who had great sacrifice invested in them and showed them the word of God and showed them the way to life. There are those people that have done that for me and there are those people who have done that for you. And so in a moment to just remember those leaders, I wanna give you permission and a moment to text those leaders in your life. Who is it that was willing to be bold and share the love of Jesus, share the word of God with you, live life with you? Who is that person? Right now, you get to text them and say, thank you for the investment that you've made in me. Thank you for showing you the person of Jesus. On your mark, get set, Go. Okay, you can finish your text, but I'm gonna keep talking, okay? So, remember your leaders. Remember the word of God they spoke to you. Remember the, the outcome of their life. Not just the way of life, but also the outcome of that way of life. And they're looking at these leaders who through great persecution were willing to lead the church, were willing to proclaim the goodness of Jesus, even to the point of their own death. A lot of the scholars that I was reading, a lot of the commentators I was reading about this are saying that this is most likely written about leaders who have already graduated onto heaven, who have given their lives to this incredible message, the incredible gospel of Jesus Christ. He says, remember that. Remember the outcome. Even when things get difficult, even when things get confusing, even when things feel uncomfortable, on the other side of this, we're gonna look back and be able to say it was worth it. We're gonna be able to look back as we sit with our Savior Jesus, as we walk into heaven and we see him face to face and we get to say this was worth it. Remember not just the way of life but the outcome. Live your life with the end in mind knowing that whatever temporary pain or problems we feel right now, in the end we will get to step back and say it was worth it. To go off my notes for a second. Younger Christians, or if you just want to feel young for a day, you can put yourself in this. That's up to you. Younger Christians, remember those people who are further along than you that made the sacrifices so you could know Jesus. Respect the people in the church that are older than you. Respect the wisdom that they still have. Respect the leadership that they still have. Remember the goodness of God that they taught you. Older Christians, 
Again, you, you can identify however you want. But if you're an older Christian, thank you. But I still need you. And these younger Christians still need you. They need your leadership. They need your wisdom. They need your investment. They need you. Don't give up. Instead, re-up. Will you still invest? Will you still make disciples? Because this is what the kingdom looks like. Not young, not old, but unified in the power of the Holy Spirit. We may not have age in common, but we do have the Holy Spirit who lives in us in common, and he's enough. Back to the notes. This is the next point, point number two. Imitate their faith. Remember your leaders. Remember the, the word of God they spoke to you. Remember your leaders. Remember their way of life. Remember the outcome of their life. And then imitate, and you would say, okay, imitate their words. Okay, maybe. Yeah, that'd be great. Imitate their way of life. Okay, maybe. But the author says not that. He says imitate what? Their faith. Imitate their faith. I told you that this is a, this is a section of scripture about people who were boldly willing to step out in faith, trusting that God was gonna do what God says he was gonna do. In, this, in uh, the chapter before, it would start out, and, it would, it, and actually the chapter before that, there's this long list of incredible Bible characters, just all these people that, that didn't know what they were doing, but they were willing to trust God. And it says this was, their, this was their faith, and it was counted as righteousness. This is their faith, and it was counted with righteousness. Every time they stepped out with faith, God responded by giving them their, his righteousness. And then we get into chapter 12, and it's gonna say, therefore, since we're surrounded by this cloud of witnesses, since we're surrounded by these people who all stepped out in faith, let us then cast off everything that would entangle us, anything that would stare, anything that would slow us down, and let's now run the race that's before us. And as we do it, we'll be looking to Jesus. He says, we're surrounded by this cloud of witnesses. What does that mean? Are they witnessing us? Is, is Moses in heaven watching us? That's scary, Moses. No, he's not. It's not that they are currently witnesses of, it's that there was something that they did witness. And what is it that these incredible, these incredible people of faith witnessed? They witnessed that when they were willing to step out in maybe a little bit of fear, but in faith, God was willing to respond in a torrent of his own faithfulness. He says, remember these leaders who are willing to step out in faith and remember that God responded in incredible faithfulness. Now imitate their faith. I love being at church. I love being served at church. I love what church does for me. I love sitting in and listening to incredible worship and great teaching. I love the coffee. I love the time beforehand. I love it all. But church is not just for me. Church is also from me. That's how this works. We sit here at, at East Point Church. I remember when I first moved to Spokane, uh, this church was just about to be planted. It was like gonna be a baby and they were just leaders and teams of people just planning and strategizing because they knew that God was gonna have a move in the Spokane Valley and they were gonna step out in faith trusting that he was gonna do that. And we get to sit here in an old Kmart because somebody had the faith to step out and trust that God wanted to do something in somebody's life, that God wanted to do something. And we get to sit back here as recipients of that but this is not just for you because this is also something from you. 
And we don't just get to sit back as recipients, but we get to join in as participants. And when the page turns of the leaders who invested in you, when the page turns of the discipleship that they offered you, there's another page and it's our time to write. And when we're done with this, when our time comes and kingdom comes and that page turns, there's no going back to it. This is the moment we have. Because just as we're supposed to remember our leaders, just as, supposed, as much as we're supposed to imitate their faith, someone is gonna read these verses and they're gonna think of you. What are we showing them? Because God's not done. It is our turn to step up and live in faith. It is our turn to take that seed of a vision that God would give us, that there's something more for the people around us, and to go live boldly what he would proclaim to them, that there is life abundant, that there's not just this in front of us, but there's all of this in front of us. And it can begin now. That living with Christ is not something we wait to do, it's something we get to do right now. That us, the carriers of the hope of the world, get to go to a hopeless world and tell them there is love for you, there is power for you, there is joy for you, and on the other side of this life, there is eternity for you, and it's abundant and it begins now. This is the faith that we get to step out in. We get to be the ones that even when we're a little afraid of talking to that person that we know we should talk to, We'll step out and do so. We're the ones that see a problem and we say, this is not the way things are in, king, in the kingdom. James prayed this incredible prayer, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done in East Point as it is in heaven. That we get to everywhere we go, filled with the power of the spirit and a little bit of our own fear, step out and say, God, whatever you want, here I am. And that's not right. It doesn't look like that in the kingdom, so here I am because I'm here to tell you there's hope for you. And that's not right because this isn't the way God would have it. I wanna tell you there's healing for you. And I got to step out and say, this isn't the way things are supposed to be. There is love for you. There is reconciliation for you. This, this relationship that you think is broken forever, let me tell you, I saw the most broken relationship between humanity and God, and it was mended when God decided he wanted it to be mended. And there's hope for that. This is what we get to step into. And people are watching. And it's contagious. And as I see someone live boldly for faith in their faith, I want to step out and live boldly in faith. As people look back and they say, remember your leaders. As they say, remember those people that are willing to share God's word with you. As they say, remember and imitate their faith. What are they gonna be imitating? They're gonna be imitating us. Now listen, you can tell, I don't have a lot to offer. I'm just some dude. But can I tell you about the God who saved me? And guess what? You're just some dude too, somewhere. But can I tell you just for a moment about the God who saved you and the God who saved you who's going to equip you and the God who's gonna equip you, who's gonna empower you to do things that are beyond you because it was never about you, but he's gonna use you. Will you step out in faith? Will East Point Church be a church that this community is different because of? What if this was the only church on the planet? How would we live? What if you were the only Christian on the planet? How would you live? We get to imitate their faith. It's your turn and it's my turn. What are they gonna remember about us? What faith are we showing? Now, I, I think of that and I think of the people that went before and I read the stories of the martyrs and the people that, that were so boldly proclaiming even to the point of death and I go, God, how would I ever do that? He's gonna answer that in Hebrews 13, eight. He says, listen, you may be afraid. Listen, there may be difficulty ahead of you and it may even be more difficult than what was behind you, but I'm gonna tell you that the same 
power that helped them is gonna help you because Jesus Christ, the Jesus Christ that they followed is the same yesterday with them as it is today and as it will be tomorrow. He's the same yesterday and today and forever and it's with him that we walk. This is who Jesus is. How are you gonna do it? It was never about you. He is with you. Just like he was with Moses. Just like he was with Noah. Just like he was with Peter and James and John. Just like he was with this Hebrew church. Just like that, he's with you. And he hasn't changed. So find your strength in his grace. This is point three. Find your strength in his grace. Jesus is the same. When you were first saved and you were excited and you were just so pumped about what God was doing, Jesus did not change. He's still there and he's still working. He hasn't changed from then until now and he will not change from now until the future. Great is his faithfulness. So he tells them, he says, don't be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It's good for your hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. He says, you're gonna be strengthened by God's grace, not by going back to the old way. They wanted to go back to these old ceremonial foods. They wanted to go back to the Judaism that they had of their past. They wanted to go back to where they were comfortable. They wanted to go back to where they knew things. And you wanna know something? Sometimes so do I. I just wanna be comfortable. But when I step back and I look at those who have gone before me, when I step back and I look at the faithfulness of my God, I have to put my comfort behind me and say, I'm willing now to step out in faith. I am not gonna go back to what's comfortable just because I like it. Instead, I'm gonna go forward because the stakes are high and on the other side of this, I'm gonna get to look back and say, it was worth it and it is worth it. Don't go back to what was comfortable. Don't go back to what you knew. Don't rest and know that, oh, thank you for our leaders who gave this to us, and now we have it. Instead, we get to pass it on to the next generation who's gonna pass it on to the next person who's gonna pass it on to your next friend who's gonna pass it on to your next child who's gonna pass it on to your wife and to your husband and to all the people who are gonna pass it on because there's a good news that's welling up inside of us that he is the same yesterday and today and forever, and he's still working, and it's our turn to step out in faith as we trust his great faithfulness. Let's pray. Jesus, I need you. This was never about us. This was always about you. God, when we were dead in our sin, you brought us alive in your spirit. But God, you didn't just give us this life to have. You gave us this life to live. And would you help us to live this out loud that people would see us even through our brokenness, even through our doubt, even through some of our shame, God, that you're working on with us. Would you help us to live our, ways, our lives in a way that they see you? God, would you inspire us to step out in faith again? God, would you inspire us to not give up on the mission that you've given us, Lord? God, would you make us a people right now as this is our day to live, as this is our moment, as we step out and we say we're dying to what we want and we're alive to what you want, God, would you inspire us then to be who you've called us to be, to be who you've equipped us to be. For your glory, not for ours, but for our good. In Jesus' name, amen.